Okay. Anyways, why? Why I? Uh, oh, where'd the mouse go? There it is. So I mean, the Bible's so good because it's like, you know, I used to worry when I was a young person I, when I thought I'm going to go in the ministry, and I thought, well, I, some other people were telling me I wasn't worried, but oh, just a church like this, very, you know, they were serious about Jesus, and that's what taught me about the Lord. And but anyway. Um, as I started thinking, you know, hey, I want to tell people about Jesus. Well, they were saying, well, you have to get in this lane over here. You know, you need to be authorized. And I'm like, you don't have to be authorized. You're going to tell somebody about Jesus, you just tell them, you know. But what I'm saying is, is that isn't it great that I don't have to come up with stuff? We, go, we just go to the scriptures, and the, the scriptures is what tells us what's actually up here. Uh, so anyway, we're going to go to, I'm going to go to the book of Luke here. But anyway, before I lay this out, uh, before we get started, it's, you know, Genesis to Revelation, beginning to end, timeline. Okay, now, we're going to jump in this morning at Luke. But watch, it's like I say, we, we're in America where we watch, uh, you know, uh, what do we call it? Oh, those theories, they'll say stuff like, well, you know, NASA really let, never landed on the moon. Conspiracy theories, that's stupid. They did. I mean, come on. Golly. You want to fight, try to tell my dad that, you know. Man, he was responsible for some antennas and stuff on the Apollo flights and whatever, and it was no joke, you know. And anyway, but anyway, <clears throat> but they'll say the same thing. Uh, it's a question everything. This is historic, you know. It's funny, one of the, one of the great Christian guys today, I'm trying to what his name is, but he wrote a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. He was mad at Christianity, and he was going to set out, set out he was a lawyer, going to set out to disprove it. And he got involved, and he found out, Hmm, this did happen. You know, see, he was listening to other people, and that's the way the devil operates. He, if he can just distract you and say, well, that stuff's no good. That stuff never works. And then try to match it up with some church that treats you bad. You know, well, we'll see there. I, don't go to another church. I mean, there, it, a church is a bunch of people is all it is. I mean, you have a building, but it's people in that church. And even though you got a wonderful, beautiful building, you may have a horrible church there. Go to one where they treat you right. They give you donuts, you know, praise the Lord, whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, let you bring your dog or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get a hug. Okay, but anyway, let, let's go directly to, I'm going to go directly to Luke. Uh, I'm already there, but I'm clicking anyway. Let's see, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Here we go. Now, here we go. Watch this. This is what I just love about this. Okay. <clears throat> they say, Richard, you use the Living Bible? Yeah, but I'm going to show you in the King James because it helps us. It helps us a little bit. But the Living Bible is, it's the same thing. Okay. He says in Luke 1, verse 1, Dear friend who loves God, several biographies of Christ have already been written using their source material, the reports circulating among us from the earliest disciples and other eyewitnesses. So, Rich, you lost me already. I never heard of that. Yeah, that's because, let me tell you what you heard. Let's go to King James. But notice what you just read. Several biographies of Christ have already been written using their source material, the reports circulating among us. In other words, everybody that was eyewitnesses. Look at the King James moment. For as much as many <laughs> have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. Yeah, see, that got everybody, oh, I feel like I'm in church now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you didn't get anything out of that. You just heard the preacher look all nice and whatever, and he probably raised his voice a little bit, you know. Well, we knew we were reading from that Holy Bible. Yeah, but you didn't get it. Look at verse 2. Even as, even as they were delivered unto them, excuse me, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Now, hold on a minute. Let's go back to the Living Bible. Hang on. All right. Several biographies have already been written. Yeah, John, Matthew, and uh, well, let's see, what, Mark. And however, it occurred to me that it would be, look, at, look what it says. This is so great about knowing, is my Bible factual? However, it occurred to me that it would be well 
to recheck all these accounts from the first to the last, and after a thorough investigation, pass this summary on to you. So Luke already knew about these things, and he said, but I'm going to check all these things, and I'm going to make a new uh, documentary to reassure you of the truth that you were all taught. Well, this could be serious. Yes, it is. My story, he says, begins with a Jewish priest, Zechariah. Now we know why a lot of things we covered here recently in the Old Testament. Oh, Jewish priest, remember, in the... Uh, this is very simple. you got all these 12 tribes of Israel. One tribe, the Levites, were involved of basically, we'll say, the church, whatever. But the priest, you had to be, you were a Levite like Moses, but you had to be a descendant of Aaron. Not a descendant of Moses, but a descendant of Aaron. Even though there was a whole bunch of other folks in uh, the uh, tribe of, uh, of Levi. So my story begins with a Jewish priest, fake in it, make-believe. No, Zechariah, who lived when Herod was king of Judea. Boy, we have a time frame here now. That's the reason they know when Jesus was born. They have record when he was here. Zechariah was the member of the Abijah division of the Temple Service Corps. That's part of the program that they set up in the book of Leviticus. Okay, the Lord had. Okay, His wife, Elizabeth, was like himself a member of the priest tribe of the Jews. Okay, that's what, in other words, a direct, well, there it says, a descendant of Aaron. Zacharias and Elizabeth were godly folk. Careful to obey all God's laws and spirit as well as in letter. But they had no children, for Elizabeth was barren, and now they were, they were both very old. Hmm, well, too bad. Matter of fact, later on in this same scripture we're going to see here, she was called the barren one. Can you believe that? All the women get together? Well, men too, probably. Said, yeah, well, you know, Zachariah's wife, you know, the barren one, you know. Word got around to her, and plus she knew it anyway. <coughs> and it, you know, I can't have kids. And you probably know people that bugs the stew out of them if they're in that situation. Well, you need to let your light shine and tell them some scriptures. Tell them about everybody. The Bible says, Moses said, well, the Lord told him, says, there will none cast their young. There will none be barren. Yeah, but Richard, that's... The yeah, but, stop it. Go back and go, wait a minute. Because the Lord knows all about women. I mean, Sarah said, she was laughing, that ain't going to happen. And the Lord said, is there anything too hard for the Lord? And that's the reason they named that child Isaac, which meant laughter. It's like, this is, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. So anyway, so here we go. So uh, one day as Zacharias was going about his work in the temple for his duty, his division on, was on duty that way. The honor fell to him by lot to enter in the inner sanctuary and burn incense before the Lord. Now, he wasn't in the Holy of Holies, but he was all the way in the front where the table was, lampstand here, and well, actually the incense was here, the table was over here. The, anyway, oh, and so he came in that, and he was burning the incense. Okay. Okay. So meanwhile, a great crowd stood outside in the temple court praying as they always did during that part of the service when the incense was being burned. Okay. Zacharias was in the sanctuary when suddenly a fake belief showed up. I, the, uh, angels are not fake. Wow. Anyway. Suddenly an angel appeared, standing to the right of the altar of incense. Like these burning candles here, whatever. This smoking coals right here, whatever. <gasps> Zechariah was startled and terrified. Well, those angels are just pretty women. Well, he would have said, woman, what are you doing in here? You've got to get out of here. Well, first off, she'd have been an Amazon woman at that because she should have been about nine foot tall. <laughs> but it wasn't a woman. Okay. Say, <clears throat> so how can you be sure of that? Well, Genesis chapter 5 says the evil beings of the spirit world took women of the earth. They took whichever ones they wanted to be their wives. So those guys were, and he said, and that's where the scripture says that the giants came from. Mm. Okay. Anyway, but the angel said, don't be afraid, Zacharias, for I have come to tell you that God has 
Y'all got any prayers? Yeah. You heard a prayer we just did for Laura? Man, this is not... That prayer's in there. It's being processed right now. If you've got something you need to be praying about, you know, you can ask us, but you don't need to. Jesus is at your heart's door right now. You can go ahead and pray about these things. Notice this. He has heard your prayer, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you're to name him John. You'll both have great joy, gladness at his birth. Many will rejoice with you, for he'll be one of the Lord's great men. Now, he must never touch wine or hard liquor. Yeah, buddy, I told you. No drinking. No, it said he. Now, let me jump ahead in this. Let me check and make sure I got all these facts. Now, this is story, 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 story. Look at this. This is talking about what we just spoke about. Zachariah's son is John the Baptist. Look at this. Jesus is talking about him. Because John got a little bit disappointed. And he said, are, are, are you really the Messiah or should we keep looking for another one? Two of his disciples found Jesus when he was curing many sick people of various diseases, healing the lame and blind and casting out evil spirits. Uh, when they asked him John's question, remember this is a uh, pitter-patter uh, spiritual story with, a, with an applicable meaning. No, it's not. It's history. We're following what happened. This was a diary day by day. His reply, go back and tell John what you've seen and heard today. Like Joe and Mel and Tyler, we used to do a little story. And Dustin was in one too. We did. What do you, he's the one, you know. Okay, but look what he says. He says, tell him the lame are walking without a limp. The lepers are completely healed. The deaf can hear. The dead come back to life. The poor hear the good news. And tell him, blessed is the one who doesn't lose his faith in me. After they left, Jesus talked to the crowd about John, who doesn't drink. Remember that, doesn't drink. Because, see, I, I wrote off. When I was, I, I learned to do this. Anybody that drank, they're out of my book, you know. Well, if you drink, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> if, if you smoke, you're going to hell because you smell like you've been there. Heard that joke. I thought that was a good one. Man, I, had, I isolated so many people. I'm not going out back where the smokers are. I don't, want anybody, I don't want anybody to think I'm a smoker. Man, I'm so glad I got over there. I love going to the smoke room now. I just love it. I love it. Because those are people that Jesus loves. I'm going out there, you know. Back in my days in high school, we to throw my parents off and stuff. We'd all go, we'd all go bowling. That way, we had smoke all over us when we came in the house. Are we bowling? Yeah, whatever. Anyway, here we go. After they left, now notice this. After they left, Jesus talked to the crowd about John. Who is this man you went out into Judea, the wilderness, to see? Did you find him weak as grass, moved by every breath of wind? Did you find him dressed in expensive clothes? No. Men who live in luxury are found in palaces, not out in the wilderness. But did you find a prophet? Yes, and more than a prophet. Wow, this guy is Mr. Holy. Well, he was. That's just because he was doing something the Lord asked him to do. He was the one to whom the scriptures refer, saying, Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you to prepare the way before you. See, this happened. The crowds of all over Israel were pouring out, not to the temple, but out to the Jordan River and getting baptized. And the ones that didn't want to go were the Pharisees. Well, that's what he says right here. And all who heard John preach, even the most wicked of them, they agreed that God's requirements were right and they were baptized with him. All, that is, except the Pharisees and the teachers of Moses' law. Boy, these stuck-in-the-mud bozos. They rejected God's plan for them and they refused John's baptism. Now, the Lord's still talking. What can I say about such men? With what shall I compare them? Now, we can all get this. Jesus was so good. He, it's a reason. Don't look for hidden meanings. Take the obvious. You and I grew up this way. Hey, you don't play kick the can? No, I don't feel like it. Dodgeball? No, I don't want to. You want to go inside and play video games? No. You want to watch TV? No. 
Well, here's what he's saying. They're like a group of children who complain to their friends. You don't like it if we play wedding. And you don't like it if we play funeral. See, we get it. Look at this. Look at this statement. For John the Baptist used to go without food and never took a drop of liquor all his life. Hello, Baptist. That's your Baptist. Now, if you want to do that, fine. Or the Nazarite vow. But truly, in Numbers chapter 6, when you get off the, the Nazarite vow, you only did it for a time frame, then you could go back to your drinking. But here, look closely. He never took a drop of liquor all his life, and you said, he must be crazy. Well, I used to say that. That guy's crazy. He drinks, man. Look what Jesus says. But I eat my food, and oh my gosh. Did he say that? That ruins my whole... He said, I drink my wine. And you say, this is Jesus still talking. What a glutton Jesus is. If you want a donut this morning, get you a donut. Don't be under condemnation and feel like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, this is the Lord. Forgive me for this sin, you know. <laughs> eat your donut. It's okay. Well, I don't eat no meat. I'm a vegetarian. <sighs> read, 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 read. Read the word. Praise the Lord. Anyway. What a glutton Jesus is. Look at that. And he drinks. <laughs> now that ruined it for me right there. I had to relook at everything. And I still have a hard time drinking because it does taste like John the Wayne. John Wayne drinking. He goes, because <laughs> it's hard stuff. Remember Fred Halbreder? He gave me a cognac one time. Man, I tell you what. It, uh, I told him when I took a sip of that, I said, man, that's pure paint. It's just paint, man, you know. But, you know, I was proud to do it, not because I wanted to become an alcoholic, but I was proud to do it knowing that I knew why Jesus did, you know. Plus, another time is when you go before the Lord and you make, well, at the Lord's table for that matter, and you're, you're, you're saying, Lord, I need your help today. And, you know, maybe you don't drink it all the time. But it doesn't matter. If you want to get rip-roaring drunk, do that. That's what, that's what Noah did. There's some consequences. Watch out. Don't get on your mule. Don't get in your car and go kill somebody. But don't worry about that stuff is my point. But anyway, but if you go before the Lord and that stuff, like I say, it's, it's you know, we take a toast here, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting you to help me today. And then <clears throat> try to swallow that stuff. <laughs> It'll remind you that you just had a meeting with the Lord. And I swallowed that stuff, praise the Lord. And I can feel the fire going down, but I know my Lord heard my prayer. And I got it, praise the Lord. Anyway, but anyway, he says, he must be crazy, but I eat my food, I drink my wine, and you say, what a glutton Jesus is, and he drinks. And look at this last phrase, and has the lowest sort of friends. That's what Jesus said. Jesus says, you think I got the lowest sort of friends. But he says, but I'm sure you can justify your inconsistencies. You can just say, well, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Now, that's what Jesus said, you know, a few, uh, a few chapters in history later. All right, here we go. So, when you run across this and you see, oh, he must never touch alcohol. Oh my gosh, you know. If you don't want to never touch it, that's your business. But this was the Lord talking about this guy. And he will persuade, look what he says, and he will persuade many a Jew to return to the Lord his God. Praise the Lord. And it's not because he didn't take a sip of alcohol, okay? It was something else. He'll be a man of rugged spirit like Elijah, the prophet of old. Now remember who's talking. There's an angel talking here. And he'll precede the coming of the Messiah, prepare the people for his arrival. Look at this. He will soften the adult's heart to become like little children's and will change the disobedient minds to the wisdom of faith. Zechariah said to the angel, this is impossible. I'm an old man. And my wife is also well along in years. We can do stuff like that too. You know, got a report about cancer. The Bible says, you know, 
Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Jesus bore your sicknesses, wherever you want to go. <laughs> Psalm 103. Who forgives me all my iniquities, heals all my diseases. Well, that's impossible. I got cancer. You better cut that crap out. Stop that. Use your faith. Praise the Lord. We can't feed this 5,000 people. That happened here in a few chapters later too. That's impossible. Jesus said, what do you got? We ain't got but five loaves. He did it. The angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he that sent me to tell you this good news. And now because you hadn't believed me, uh uh-oh. You're going to be stricken with silence, unable to uh, speak for, until the child's born. For my words will certainly come true at the proper time. In other words, not maybe not in this lifetime, but no, it was right now. Meanwhile, the crowds outside, see the time frame? They're still waiting for Zacharias to appear and wonder why he was taking so long. Finally, he came out and couldn't speak to them. And oh, by the way, when we keep reading here, but I'll go ahead and tell you up front, he couldn't hear either. He couldn't hear. Okay. They realized from his gestures, he must have seen a vision. Well, he stayed on at the temple, remaining days of his temple duties, and then returned home. Soon after, Elizabeth, his wife, became pregnant. Oh, man. And she went into seclusion for five months. Now, it wasn't because she was embarrassed or, uh, of the Lord. She was proud. Look what she says. How kind the Lord is. She exclaimed, he's taken away my disgrace of having no children. And I don't care what trouble you got. Remember, the angel said, the Lord's heard your prayer. Man, this is... Anyway, the following month... Get the time frame. All right, the following month. So 30 days later, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a village of Galilee, or to a virgin. Oh, I know this story. Yeah, that's right. Mary engaged to be uh, to a man named Joseph, a descendant of who? David. And we got the lines and we know that. Okay. Gabriel appeared there and said, congratulations, favored lady. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Now I'm going to switch back to the King James a minute and show you how you fall asleep. All right, watch 29. Notice what she said. 29. All right, so here we go. The angel sent, let's see. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Oh, people in New Hope talk like that, you know. You know, no, they don't talk that way in South Huntsville either. Cast in her mind? What's that, a a cast? Or or did they? No, let's go back to this. What did it actually mean? So she said, uh, confused and disturbed. Now, I've heard people in New Hope say that, you know. <laughs> you know, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Notice he said, don't be frightened, Mary. Okay? <laughs> the angel said to her, God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Wow. Very soon you'll become pregnant and have a baby boy. You're going to name him Jesus. He'll be very great. He'll be called, look at that, the Son of God. And the Lord shall give him the throne of the ancestor David, and he'll reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall never end. Wow. Mary asked the angel, well, how can I have a baby? I'm a virgin. The angel said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of God shall overshadow you, and the baby born to you will be utterly, I think it's holy, whatever. Yeah, 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 the Holy Son of God. Furthermore, look what he says. Furthermore, six months ago, your Aunt Elizabeth, the barren one, see, there they go. The barren one. <laughs> Even Angel knew about that. Yeah, everybody's calling her the barren one. Not anymore, though, by the way. She became pregnant in her old, for every promise. Look at that. Now, that's a good nugget, as we say. Every promise. Do you know any? Uh, read your Bible. There's piles of them in there. Take one. For every promise from God shall surely come true. Now, look what she said. She didn't do what John said. I mean, yeah, John's dad, Zachariah. Well, I, this is impossible. No, look what she said. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm willing to do whatever he wants. 
May everything you said come true. Boy, that'll get you somewhere if you say that to the Lord. Whatever you, Lord, whatever you said about me in that Bible, may it all come true. I am what you say I am. I have what you say I have. Okay, then the angel disappeared. A few days later, boy, Mary took off to her cousin. She hurried to the highlands of Judea. Notice this, where the town of Zacharias lived. I mean, the town where Zacharias lived to visit Elizabeth. Now watch this. At the sound of Mary's greeting. Hey, cousin. Hey, cuz. Soon as Elizabeth heard that, you know, you women, you know, and I've been around, you know, my life or whatever, and they say, hey, feel the baby move. Put your hand there and you feel it move. Well, something was going on here. Notice what he said. She, uh, she, Elizabeth's child leaped within her at the, uh, and she was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, what does this mean? Now, as a Christian, you found yourself many times over and over again. You go, know, where did I get that from? You were talking to somebody and all of a sudden you said something and you didn't even know. It was good. You thought, well, hey, where'd that come from? <laughs> that was pretty good. Well, that's the Lord talking through you. And he does that a lot. Okay. It's the Holy Spirit. Okay. Saul was chasing David in the Old Testament. He wanted to kill him. And he's trying to go after him. And he sent some men out there. And when these men got to where the prophets were, basically a seminary or whatever, it's a place where the prophets studied or whatever. And when he got down there, the Bible says that all those 300, 200, however many men in that army regiment were, well, they're a bunch of cussers and roughhousers. They smoke and they carry guns and, and they shoot chickens and they kill cats and whatever. Well, when they went down there, that's what happened. All those guys started prophesying. Saul was like, so he sent 50 more. I think it was 50. He sent 50 more. And the same thing happened to them. They're all laying around there going, hey, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. You know, and all this, stupid, this, this wonderful supernatural stuff. Well, Saul said, I'm going down there. So Saul tore off down there. And as soon as he got down there, it hit him too. He started prophesying. Everybody goes, King Saul, is he a prophet? So something happens. And the Lord, it's, it's very simple. The Lord uses you to say things. So here's what happened. So immediately, she was filled with the Holy Spirit. She gave a glad cry and exclaimed. Now remember, she didn't have an ultrasound. She didn't know nothing. There was no email, no nothing, whatever. Mary ran over there to tell her cousin what. Cousin already knew it. Look at look, this is the miracle I want you to say. You are favored by God above all other women. Now wait a minute, time out. Mary hadn't had a chance to tell her. Didn't need to. Communication was happening right that moment. And look what she says. You, he says, and your child is destined to be destined for God's mightiest praise. What an honor this is that the mother, look what she says, the mother of my Lord, where'd she get that from? We just found out. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and started what? This was prophesying. What an honor. The mother, mother of my Lord should visit me. Wow, it was. When you came in and greeted me, the instant I heard your voice, my baby moved in me for joy. You, but look at that. How did she know that? She hadn't let Mary talk yet. You believed what God would do, what he said. And that's why he's given you this wonderful blessing. Same thing happened to you concerning healing, your finances, whatever. You need to believe what God said he would do. Oh, don't bite off on that. Whatever will be, will be. Oh, please, come on. And don't go the Beatles route. What's the Beatles route, you know? Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. That means don't pray. Let it be. Sister Mary came to me. Let it be. <laughs> Baloney! Sister Mary's in heaven, okay? Brother Jesus is right here with you, and he'll help you. Praise the Lord. Let it be. Oh, that's the reason a lot of Christians are just all around us just failing and passing away. We're not, we, we've acted like Zachariah. 
But the Lord was gracious to him and said, shut your mouth. You know? Anyway, here we go. Now Mary responded, oh, how I praise the Lord. Now she wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit. She wasn't. This is just her talking. Look at this. How I rejoice in God, my Savior. Now notice, she's talking about going to heaven, right? No, that's where we've missed it. Jesus will help you every day. And remember, how old is this girl? Probably right out of high school. Could still be in it. You know, whatever. He took notice, look at this, of his lowly servant girl. And now generation after generation forever shall call me blessed of God. For he, the mighty one, has done great things for me. Wow. His, look what he says. Boy, she's on a roll. His mercy goes on from generation to generation to all who reverence him. How powerful is his mighty arm? He scatters the proud and haughty ones. He's torn princes from their thrones, exalted the lowly. He satisfies the hungry hearts and sent away them with empty hands. And how he's helped his servant Israel. He has not forgotten his promise to be merciful. That's, you need to remind yourself of that. We've all sinned. We've all made mistakes. You need to say, Lord, I'm just looking for your mercy. Remember Jesus, chapters later, tells that story. There was a priest. Lord, I'm here to pray. It's about time, you know. And here comes this boy, this low life. He was a tax collector, whatever. That meant he was a pretty good sinner. And he wouldn't even lift his head up and look. And he just said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I know I'm a jerk. Just be merciful to me. This guy over here was going, <laughs> he's back again. Lord, I want to thank you that I'm not like him. <laughs> and, and Jesus actually says he prayed to himself. And that's what he was doing. But Jesus said, this guy over here, went out justified, just as if he never had sinned. He was justified. So the one we want to be like is this guy over here. Yeah, we know we've made mistakes, and I need mercy. All right, here we go. Oh, okay. He promised to our fathers, Abraham and his children, to be merciful to them forever. Now, the forever part's what has us, okay? Because the other ones have already passed away. Mary stayed with Elizabeth. Here's the time frame, three months. And then she went back to her own hometown. That's probably when Joseph found out Girl, you've been messing around? <laughs> You're supposed to be my wife. And that's when Joseph has his dream. So anyway, by now Elizabeth's waiting was over with. The time had come for the baby to be born. Word sped quickly to her neighbor's relatives how kind the Lord had been to her. Everyone rejoiced. Now remember, Zechariah can't talk yet. The baby was eight days old. This is John the Baptist. All the relatives and friends came for the circumcision ceremony. Okay. There's no such thing as circumcision. Oh, check yourself, guys. I bet it is. You know, that story has still been running, okay? You may or may not, but anyway, you do know the difference, you know. All right. They all assumed the baby's name would be Zachariah after his father. Well, his name's going to be Zach. Elizabeth said no. So she already knew how to communicate with her husband. They're probably writing stuff, and she had to write stuff to him. What? There's no one in your family by that name. So they asked the baby's father, talking to him by gestures. See, there, they didn't say, well, I know you can hear me. No, they had to... You know, tell him. Okay. He motioned for a piece of paper. Now, now you just know the Lord. Remember, the angel said, you ain't going to be able to talk until this happens. So watch what happens. He motioned for a piece of paper, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, his name is John. Watch what happens. Wow. Instantly, Zacharias could speak, and he began praising God. Yeah, wouldn't you? Woo! Got my breath back. Okay. Wonder, look what happened. Man, everybody was freaking out. Wonder fell on the whole neighborhood and the news of what had happened throughout the, uh, the, th through the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it thought long and hard and asked, I wonder 
what this child will turn out to be. For the hand of the Lord will surely be upon him in some special way. Okay. Uh, we're almost at the end of this chapter. I'm just going to stop here. Then his father, Zechariah, look at this. Here, hey, here it is again. What is that? The Lord just took over. This happens so many times. It's going to happen to you and I. I mean, it will. It happens to me a lot of times. It's one of the fun parts about being a minister. And for one reason, I like to go back and listen to, the, listen to my, myself. Because I'm like, I go, boy, I didn't know, I've never heard of that before in my life. That was a good way to say something. And I was like, where did that come from? You know. Anyway, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has uh, come to visit his people and redeem them. He is sending us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David. Now, where do you get that from? I thought we were supposed to be talking about John the Baptist. Well, see, the Lord's speaking through him. Just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago, someone to save us from our enemies, from all who hate us. Look how salvation stretched out to, well, it just means we're going to heaven. No, he said, from our enemies and all who hate us. Praise the Lord. He has been merciful to our ancestors, yes, to Abraham himself, by remembering his sacred promise to them and by granting us the privilege of serving God. Let me scroll down so we can catch it. Uh, fearlessly freed from our enemies and by making us holy and acceptable, ready to stand in his presence forever. Where'd that come from? See, God's the one that makes you holy. Yeah, you can try to do some things. And yeah, we're supposed to live right. And yeah, there should be a, I want to do better. But you're made holy. Remember those sacrifices and stuff? They had to go outside and wash and do all this stuff and get yourself sanctified. It's a process, not a, I'm going to learn to be holy. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to cut back on my, you know, drinking. I'm going to cut back on my other stuff and whatever. You're never going to get there that way. It's a washing process. It's not a time, it's, it's something that happens in 30 seconds too. It's real fast. Anyway, and you, my little son, now he's talking to his son, shall be called the prophet of the glorious God, for you will prepare the way of the Messiah. Now, how did he know that? He didn't. The Lord was speaking through him. You will tell his people how to find salvation, look at that, through forgiveness of their sins. No, wait, no, I, I want to rewrite that. You will find how to find salvation through being good enough. Yeah, because buddy... You know, the Arabs are not going to heaven. Those guys are terrorists, man. They're, they're, they're going to burn rotten hell. Well, we're all going to burn rotten hell if we don't get forgiveness of sins, you know. It's not what you do. Okay. All this will be because of the mercy of our God is very tender in heaven's dawn. Wow. So why is that? It's because God's mercy in heaven's, uh, excuse me, in heaven's dawn is about to break upon us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and death shadow and to guide us in the path of peace. Anyway, we're going to stop right here. The boy uh, greatly, excuse me, the, the, the little boy greatly loved God, and when he grew up, he lived in the lonely land, lonely wilderness, until he began his public ministry. Okay, now, this here kicks right into what we covered last Sunday at the Christmas party. About this time, now about this time was not after John grew up, but when he was born. That's what they picked up. Now, I want to catch something right here, and I want to stop, which is... Let me see where it is. Little story. All this is a timeline. Let me see where I'm at. God, is it 10? I think it's 10. Uh, we'll find it here in just a second. Story, 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 story. Da, 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 da. Uh, oh, this is good enough. Watch this. This is the same story. I was going to use the woman that came into his house and the Pharisee was like, well, if that, if that, because all this, this is just the timeline. It just, what happened? Okay. Look what he says. Right here. One day, an expert of, on Moses' law came to test Jesus' orthodoxy by asking him this question. Teacher, what does a man need to do to live forever in heaven? Now watch it. This will get us all. Because, yeah, I want to do this. What do I got to do? What do you got to do to get to heaven? Well, what does Moses' law say about it? Well, remember, 
the Old Testament, it actually it gave us information. It says, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. And you must love your enemy, love your neighbor just as much as you love yourself. Okay? So love your neighbor as much as yourself. Okay? Jesus said, right. Do this and you'll live. Look at this. And the man wanted to justify his lack of love for some kind of people. So he says, which neighbors? Jesus said, okay, a Jew going on a trip from Jerusalem to Jericho. He was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes and money. They beat him up and they left him lying half dead on the side of the road. Remember, Jesus is trying to tell this guy how to get to heaven. By chance, the Jew, a Jewish priest, good grief, a priest came along. When he saw the man lying there, oh, he crossed on the other side of the road, passed by. Look at this. Richard, where's the low lives? No, it's going to be another church guy. God, the church guys are the ones that's got to watch out. A Jewish temple assistant. He was a Levite. He walked over and looked at him. Hmm. And backed away, didn't he? But a despised Samaritan. Oh, brother, Jesus, don't even mention those guys. Because see, the Jews and the Samaritans, oh, they, didn't, they didn't mix. Okay. When he saw him, look at this. He felt deep pity. Now, remember the Samaritans dealing with a Jew. They didn't. But the Samaritan was like, yeah, this guy needs my help. Time out here. I got, I got. Kneeling down beside, beside him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with medicine, bandaged him. He put the man on his own donkey, walked along beside him till they came to an inn. Wow. Where he nursed him through the night. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two $20 bills. Told him to take care of them. If this bill runs higher than that, he said, I'll pay the difference when I come back through. Now, which of these three, this is Jesus, that's that guy right there standing at your door's heart. Which of these three was neighbor to the, band, to the bandit's victim? Well, gosh, we figured that out. The guy said, well, the one who showed him some pity. Jesus said, now you go do the same. Do the same thing. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord. These things are true. Hallelujah. But Lord, if we're hurting today in our bodies, whatever it is, something's going wrong, a skin problem, eye problem, whatever, backs, whatever, no matter what it is, Lord, you'll take care of that. What a savior you are. Same thing's true financially. And if it's something else, it's just, oh, it's got our attention. We got a problem on the horizon and oh no, but we remember you're there to help us get it, get it conquered. And what's what we do? We roll that burden over on you and you will get us out of there. And Lord, that doesn't leave anything left for us to tell others what you've been doing in our lives and tell us about Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that was Luke chapter 1. Okay. Yeah, phones are ringing, wasn't it? Yeah. All right, all right.